0: Hey, sis. Welcome to Samara Barrett Ministries. I'm your host, Samara Barrett, and I am so excited to embark on this journey to wholeness with you. My ministry was designed to educate, equip, and empower women just like you to overcome addictions, abuse, and trauma through Christ-centered recovery. You can think of this podcast as an open, honest, and transparent space to unpack painful lived experiences while I attempt to answer some of your burning questions. So if you're ready to embark on this journey to wholeness, I'll see you in my next episode. Hello, my sisters. It's your host, Samara, and I am so excited today. You want to know why? Because we are celebrating a day of firsts. So today is our first episode on my first ever podcast. I mean, I have a YouTube channel. Y'all should definitely check me out, Samara Beareth Ministries. But I decided it's time for me to start streaming at all available places, you know. So I was like, let me get my message out there. YouTube is great, but I'm like, I need to enter into the podcast world. So this is me branching out and trying to get my message and, and get resources spread in different areas. So I wanted to give you a little bit about me, a little bit about the format of the podcast and what you can expect, and then we're going to dive into the message for today. So, For those who don't know me, my name is Samara. Hey, (laughs) I'm your sister in Christ. I am on a mission to become a woman of extraordinary faith, and in doing so, I want to help educate and empower my fellow sisters to do the same. So, I started sharing my faith testimony and sharing my recovery testimony on my YouTube channel and on my social media because the Lord has been doing a lot of really great, painful things in my life. I'm definitely in the midst of my pruning season, and I figured if I can't get out of this wilderness, I might as well teach people how to survive in it, you know? And so I just began to share shamelessly my story and and how the Lord is moving in my life, and I really want to help educate my sisters my fellow my fellow sisters in Christ so that they don't have to experience the same heartache and heartbreak that I did. So every Tuesday and Friday I post on my YouTube channel and now I'm going to start recording for for um I guess Anchor or Spotify or wherever podcasts are distributed. What I really want to do with this channel is tell you all about my about my journey to healing. And so I figured, what other subject do I know the most about, other than narcissism? So we're going to get to that in a minute. So a little bit more about me. So I am on a journey to shamelessly share my faith and recovery testimony. Uh, Two years ago, I fun fact, two years ago, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Central America. I served for a year overseas, and all of our dreams came to a crashing, tragic end last March, March of 2020. You can probably guess why. We were all evacuated due to the global pandemic. And ever since I have been in a very fierce wilderness season, just recovering from, you guessed it, a narcissistic relationship that I encountered overseas and just recovering from, you know, all that grief and tragedy that we experienced in the literal global pandemic and worldwide evacuation. So now the Lord has been pivoting me away from the volunteer landscape. I've I've been a volunteer for 3 years. Essentially, I was a volunteer for a year with Peace Corps. I managed to finish my volunteer service nationally here at home with AmeriCorps and then I was also volunteering virtually with Peace Corps through their pilot to virtual service pilot program. So I have a ton of years of, of experience of volunteering and serving in that capacity, but I feel the Lord is really pulling me in a different direction, hence me sharing my testimony. So you can think of me as, as a Christian entrepreneur. I'm really just putting my feelers out there and, and being obedient, honestly, to the Lord. So that's a little bit about me. In case you don't follow me on social media, you definitely should at Samara Barath Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. So I wanted to get a couple FAQs out of the way before we dive into our topic for today. So yes, this podcast or channel is faith-based, but no, you do not have to be a believer or a devout Christian to receive the same education and, and inspiration from my testimonies and from the messages I'll be sharing. I think women around the world stand to gain um, insight and knowledge and secondhand experience that you don't have to personally go through your own heartbreak and heartache, especially when it comes to overcoming trauma and addictions and and things that no one really wants to talk about, but we all need to be saved from. So um, no, I definitely, well, yes, I definitely welcome people from all walks of life to to join in and listen and glean from, from my experiences and from some of the lessons learned. Um, but yes, I will be um, acknowledging Jesus as the center, the foundation, the base for my recovery, for being my Savior, my Lord and Savior, and and literally pulling me out of my own grave. Another disclaimer: I am not a licensed therapist or a counselor yet. Okay, but <laughs> that, that may be coming down the road. But I am uh, very acquainted with everything I discuss on my channel, so I am never going to talk about things that I have never had previous experience with or I haven't done a deep dive into. So I'm never going to lead you astray or give you false um, stories or make up, you know, make up testimonies or make up stories to make me more relatable. I may not have the clinical background, but I definitely have uh, my degree from the Life of Hard Knocks, (laughs) from the School of Hard Knocks. So that is where I get most, if not all, of my inspiration. And at the end of this podcast, if you stay till the end, I have a little segment prepared for how to contact me on social media or you can email me. I would love to hear from you, love to see any questions or comments you all have, and I would love to engage with you on a deeper level. So without further ado, let's dive into the message. So appropriately titled, in love with a lie. We are going to be breaking down narcissism over the next, I would say 13 weeks. I decided I would do a full season on narcissism because it is something that goes so much more beyond what pop culture has made it into. I think when people think of narcissism, they automatically think of being conceited or being obsessed with the self or being a vain person. And yes, okay, I could see that to a degree, but it goes so much more beyond that. So I think science will safely defend it as a personality disorder or safely classify it as a personality disorder based on the characteristics or the, the traits that some folks with, you know, some folks with narcissistic personality disorder, the, the traits that they display. But for the purposes of this podcast, a narcissist is a demonic spirit, okay? I believe narcissism is a spiritual attack on the person and also on their victim, so not only does it erode the person on the inside or from the inside out, it also erodes the victims, you know, the tactics and the, and the manipulation and everything that we're going to dive into. All of those things that a, that a narcissist displays both erodes themselves and the people around them. So for the purpose of this podcast, yes, I do recognize that it is, you know, clinically assessed and treated as a, a personality disorder. But make no mistake, when you're dealing with a narcissist, you are dealing with someone who is possessed by an evil spirit, someone who sets out to kill, kill, steal, and destroy the enemy, come on. And it is someone who seeks to do harm, no good. There, There is no good inside of someone who displays narcissistic traits. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So... When we think of narcissism outside of the vanity and the conceitedness and and what pop culture may try to get you to believe that narcissism is, it is a complete and total focus on the self. So according to the American Psychological Association, narcissism is a diagnosable personality disorder mostly characterized by a sort of inflated self-esteem and grandiosity, which basically means an exaggerated Belief about one's self importance, and it's essentially a constant state of mind shaped around the self, which is pleasing the self, gratifying the self, and this is usually at the extreme expense of their victim's well-being and sanity. Because the narcissist world revolves entirely around them, anyone who gets caught up in, I would say, their whirlwind of of grandiosity and an inflated sense of self, they can expect to experience a lot of confusion, mental dissonance, just complete disgust when they finally realize the, the tactics or the level of manipulation that's been employed against them. It really is a very tough and difficult concept to grasp because most folks don't display some of the behaviors that tend to classify typical narcissistic behavior. So I wanna highlight one of the most important concepts I want you to grasp out of this whole podcast, if nothing else, If you are in a relationship with a narcissist, if you are a family or related to a narcissist, or if you work with a narcissist, you're living a lie. You're in love with a lie. You're related to a lie. You work for a lie. That is essentially the whole basis of of this message. And the basis or the foundation of any relationship with a narcissist. And that's that's a really painful concept to grasp because we like to believe that we can trust the people with whom we're in relationships with. We like to believe that we can um, hold them accountable or that they can hold us accountable for being transparent, honest, trustworthy, loyal. These are not characteristics that describe a narcissist at all they have carefully i want to tell you narcissists have carefully constructed their identities to reflect these behaviors but that's exactly what it is a construction it's false and it's it's a mirror i want to say let's let's use the analogy of a mirror so they carefully construct personalities mimicking or or essentially mirroring the traits in you or in the person that they are, are getting their supply from. All things will break down soon enough. That you in you that they desire to see. So let me rephrase that. The narcissist when they meet you essentially studies you for a period of time. And that's typically the beginning of, of the love bombing stage where they're infatuated with you. They idolize you, idealize you, or they could idolize you as well. This is the, the phase in in the cycle where you're perfect, you can do no wrong. They are perfect, they can do no wrong. And you are sort of attracted to them in in this uncanny way you can't even describe, but you two are drawn to each other like magnets. And that's the phase in which they are studying you, copying you, mirroring you, you and your behaviors, people around you, so that it appears that they're this great person, that they are likable, lovable, that they are an ideal partner or an ideal co-worker or that they're the perfect daughter, the perfect mother. And so that's how they they drag you down very slowly into thinking, wow, this person's great. It's because they're mirroring your greatness. They are copying your greatness. They don't have any of their own. They are empty they are a lie remember they are essentially a lie and they have constructed this personality rather they've weaved together this mask this new personality of who they want you to think that they are who they appear to be but underneath that carefully constructed identity is emptiness it's it's a void there's nothing under there so make no mistake they they mimic, you know, they mimic these personality traits that they desire to to embody, to hook and reel you in and once they do that the mask falls off. So I am a big proponent of giving credit where credit is due. So sometimes I will share things on my channel or on this podcast that I haven't written originally, but I will always share, give, you know, give credit to the author. So this is, I don't wanna say it's a poem, but it's a little blurb that a person in the narcissistic support group that I'm a part of on Facebook, Maria Consiglio posted. So it's entitled In Love With A Lie, which was definitely the inspiration for this episode. And it reads, the person you fell in love with never existed. They created their persona just for you. They saw how wonderful you were and copied your characteristics. They pretended to like the things you like so they would be more believable to you. They knew you were smart and wouldn't want them if they portrayed their true nature. They made you believe they were madly in love with you. They made you believe you were the center of the universe and then they stopped playing. They knew they had you caught in their trap. They knew you would kill yourself trying to get back the person you fell in love with. They didn't care. They never cared about you. It was never about you. It was about them trying to feel human and be as good as a person as you. They will never manage to do that. It's not in their nature. They treat everyone this way. You weren't their first and you definitely will not be their last. Oh my dear, I know this hurts. I know it's a lot to take in and I definitely do not want to overwhelm you all but I want to I wanted to start this podcast in this direction because I think it's important to realize why it hurts so much when you realize the person who you were in this deep intimate relationship with is is a farce (laughs) because that is the hardest part of letting go you have to let go of something that was never there how do you how do you bury something that you know that never died how do you bury something that never lived you know how do you put to death something that that you may have to see every day, you know, if you work with this person or if you're family with this person, how do you put to death or, or how do you divorce someone or how do you process these emotions when someone is still alive? So, you know, breaking up with someone is, is kind of like a, a perpetual death. You know, this person is still alive. You you don't have a burial service, but you you still want to kill some things, you know, inside of you, kill that part of you that love that person. And that's one of the hardest things to acknowledge and to process and, and to truly grasp when breaking up with a narcissist it's much different than a regular breakup because this person abused you this person was lying to you for the entirety of your relationship this person is not who you think they are and in the case of of normal relationships where folks break up and you realize oh you know they were dishonest about this thing or that thing but they weren't a pathological liar (laughs) they weren't a sociopath They weren't completely obsessed with themselves to the point of of manipulating everyone else in their inner circle to make them like them. It's a completely different set of circumstances when breaking up or when trying to separate or go no contact with a narcissist because you have to realize you're talking to someone who, you know, you've built this relationship with them based on who you are, based on how well they are mimicking your personality, your traits, your quirks. In a way, as I'm thinking of it, as I'm reflecting on on my own relationships, because yes, I was I was a victim at one point. I'm a victor, you know, but God, I was a victim to two, not one, but two narcissistic relationships. And as I'm thinking about that, breaking up was one of the hardest things to do because I had to kill a part of myself. I had to kill a part of myself in that breakup because that other person didn't exist in the way that I thought that they that they did. That other person didn't exist. My ex, they, they weren't the person who I was really breaking up with. I had to let go of the lies. I had to unpack those lies to even understand what I was letting go of. And I was letting go of my belief. I was letting go of the fact that I fell for someone who could have mirrored me so well and then turned it against me. There's so many things I want to dive into in this episode, but I want to pace myself because one, when talking about narcissism, it is a lot to unpack. And two, because we have 13 weeks together, so I don't want to rush anything. So there's one last thing that I really want to read, and then we're going to dive into three practical tips to move through this week. I'm, I'm a big proponent of giving you tips, not just giving you education, but also giving you a little bit of homework, you know, things that you can do to begin to process this, this recovery journey essentially. So do you know why it hurts so much? It's because you're mourning a fantasy. In the beginning the narcissist wanted to know everything about your hopes, your dreams, your innermost desires, secrets, and fears. Everything you were looking for in a partner and from life they had. And somehow beyond all hope they seemed to be the person you were always waiting for. Remember what I said about being attracted to them in a way that you can even explain the one attuned to your heart's every need. In the beginning, anyway, they may have treated you like you were prized, the best thing to ever happen to them. And you thought they were a dream come true. But they were just studying you, exploiting your innermost self to find your weaknesses. And then that dream became a nightmare as the person you put your trust in turned everything you shared into weapons. The higher they made you feel, the deeper down they made you fall. It hurts because to you it was real. You glimpsed your idea of true happiness. And if only they stayed the person they pretended to be. You'd have everything you hoped for. But there's a reason it seemed too good to be true. The reason it hurts so much, my dear, is because you're mourning something that never really existed. Oh my goodness, that is a lot to unpack. And I definitely do not want to overwhelm you all, but I do want you to begin thinking about why it's been so difficult for you to go and walk away from this relationship once and for all. Because I definitely had my fair share of back and forth, back and forth, on and off on it, you know, on again, off again relationships. And it was difficult. It was difficult to dead something that I genuinely wanted, I just, I was hoping they would just get better. I was hoping they would change, hoping they would see how beautiful, you know, our beginning was. And if we could just get back to the place that we had in the beginning, if we could just get back to how beautiful and and well we worked together in the beginning. So before we wrap up, I definitely wanted to give you three practical things you can do this week to start unpacking the lies, walking away from them, and not turning back. So first, I am a very big advocate for no contact behavior. In the narcissistic recovery world, I would say no contact is definitely the surefire way to begin the healing process. You have to stop talking to the person. I know that's a little bit tricky if you are married to the, the narcissist and you have children with them or if you are related to them. I think it's a little easier to walk away if you have a coworker or a loose relationship or a friendship with a narcissist. But I understand and I, I know people have to make concessions for if they were married or have kids or family members by this person. But I'm definitely a big advocate for people who can go no contact or start, you know, blocking the person on social media, block their number, stop answering their text messages, don't answer their calls. That is the easiest way to stop letting their lies feed into you and take over your mind so that you can begin to decipher truth from lie. The second thing I want you to do this week, I want you to start writing down what they said or what they did in the beginning of the relationship And what they say and what they do now. This is going to start to create a visual representation, physical hard evidence of the dissonance between the tactics or the things that they said in the beginning and what they say now. I can assure you it's going to be a stark contrast between the beautiful beginning and the empty ending. I want you to become aware. I think that's something that I definitely want to start instilling in you all. I want you to become aware of when they're lying, of when they're deceiving you, of when they're manipulating you, because then you will be able to identify it and stop it. There's no way you can react to a narcissist. The best way is to not react by not talking or not responding to them. But of course, in the case of those who have children or family members with the narcissist, you are going to have to find ways to communicate with them in a way that doesn't Blow back in your face so if you can start to identify the lies and the contrast between what they said and what they actually delivered on then you can begin to unpack the lies essentially and the third thing that i want you all to reflect on are these two biblical truths to hold on to to replace negative self-talk come on sis i was there i know how bad it is when you discover something Horrible or unnerving about your relationship, the negative self talk is relentless. How could you be so stupid? How could you be so naive? How could you fall for this? How could you truly believe? And all that is so harmful to your recovery process. So I want you all to remember John chapter 8 and verse 32 you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We are walking in freedom, okay? Christ gave us, He came and He, you know, gave His Son. The Lord sent his son so that we may have life and have it abundantly, okay? We don't want you living in graves and tombstones and cages because of someone else's lies and deception and unhappiness. You don't live there. That's not your home. Your home is freedom, liberty, and that is found in Christ Jesus. Then the second verse I want you all to read and meditate on this week is Second Corinthians 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verses 14, and it reads, "'Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers.'" For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness verse 15 and what accord has christ with belial or what part has a believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of god with idols for you are the temple of the living god my dear god does not want us to yoke ourselves with people who represent darkness and that is exactly what a narcissist is a demonic spirit full of darkness, trying to drag you down with them. So I leave you with that. Normally I do pray at the end of my YouTube videos, but because I'm trying to reach a wider audience, I leave you with those scriptures to meditate on. I'm always praying for y'all and I will see you in my next episode. As always, be blessed my sister. If anything I said resonated with you during this podcast, I'd love to hear your feedback. There are many ways you can reach me. First, via email at ministries at gmail.com. That's S-A-M-A-R-A-B-H-A-R-A-T-H-ministries at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media, Facebook at samarabarath, Instagram at samarabarathministries. I would love to hear from you. And as it relates to the topic of narcissism, if you or someone you know is currently experiencing a life-threatening situation or attempting to leave that situation, please reach out to me so I can put you in contact with the adequate resources for you to get help. I would love to help you, sis. Please don't hesitate to reach out and we can set something up. Stay blessed, sis.